I'm Russ Kickle, and on today's episode of American Reef, we're going to do another Tang Tank update video. jump into that update video you guys need to check out premium aquatics they got a 25th anniversary uh, celebration going on ten thousand dollars in kind of cash and prize this is basically the big tagline here meaning there's tons of opportunity for you guys to get some free gear all because we're celebrating 25 years of premium aquatics being in business so either way check them out check out the website uh, again great opportunity there so it's been about two-ish years since I did a video on that tank. Uh, last time I did a video, basically we had a seam split and I had water coming out everywhere. Right, so I took that as an opportunity to swap the tank out and kind of maybe do a little rearranging, so to speak. Right? And uh, for the most part, I'm really happy with the tank. Uh, the tank is healthy. Um, Corals are colorful and growing, and again, the fish are, I haven't added any fish, so the fish are still doing good, although I did lose one tang. Uh, for some reason, one tang decided that he was going to be the community, uh, we'll say, tang to get beat up on, and everybody started beating up on him, and I'm not exactly sure why. Um, in the end, what I ended up doing is I ended up quarantining him. I figured, ah, oh, we'll let him get healthy, uh, see if he can survive on his own, and I basically partitioned off my uh, my corner of the display so he was still in there everybody was looking at him etc and long story made short when I pulled that partition up I did it overnight and I woke up in the morning and he was dead everybody beat him up to death so uh, to that point everybody but that tank seems to be doing pretty healthy although my Potter Blue starting to develop an attitude as well right he's taking that hippo and saying hey I am alpha in this tank so either way we'll see how that kind of progresses but in general happy with the tank and uh, let's talk about some of the changes that I've implemented since last you saw it. First of all I added a back. Uh, last time you guys saw it basically it was see-through relatively new in its kind of uh, development. So what I did is I took a piece of thin plexiglass painted it black on one side and basically tucked it underneath um, and for the most part it looks really good right very happy with it, except for the fact when water drips down behind there and that you get that salt creep, then what happens is you have to pull the plexiglass off and clean the glass, then put the plexiglass back on. Now, normally what I do is I just paint the back directly. Um, and normally you don't have that problem if you paint the back directly. So either way, it's one of those things where it's uh, like a balloon, you know, you've got pros and cons for each way. I personally like the look of this kind of uh, 
black on the back, and it allows me also to change it out if I want to change it to a blue, or if I want to change it to some other colors, because ultimately that's what I do want to do down the road, right? I want to take that back and basically provide a little depth, if that makes sense. So that's one thing that I changed. Another thing that I changed were the lights, and again, I, I told you I was going to do that. Um, and uh, I was actually looking at the Radeons, and for several reasons I chose not to, to go that route. Um, first of all, I don't buy into all the Radeon hype, number one, uh, meaning I believe that there are other lights that are out there that are just as capable as the Radeons for growing coral, right, um, at a more economical price. And then number two, um, I'm not a coral farmer. I don't necessarily want to get uh, massive growth out of my corals. I want them to be healthy and grow, but at the same time, for me, I use light to kind of, I'll say, select zones or areas where I want corals to grow and where I don't want corals to grow, right? Um, so the areas that I don't want them to grow, I make sure there's no light on. So what I did, I went with the, uh, the AI primes, the little ones with those bendable arms. And this allows me, number one, to not only position the lights straight down where I want them, but you can bend it and push it onto the back, which again is, is, is important for me anyway, um, because like I said, um, my goal is to basically create more of a picture to look at than trying to grow coral. So with that being said, uh, the primes did a real nice job at allowing me to do that again, and uh, for the most part, it was pretty economical, right? I think I only needed a total of four lights um, where, where I wanted to grow coral. And if you remember, basically how I had it, I had two islands, right? And I liked the two island look, meaning a lot of negative space. And so what I do is I basically just hit the areas with the corals with the light and the other ones, I don't. And again, I'm super happy with them. Uh, again, they are wireless controllable and all the kind of modern things that you can, you know, uh, well, say all the modern features that you're looking for in lights. Um, and, uh, and so again, I switched those lights out, happy with them, and you can see from the, the videos that again, the, the corals are growing nice. Like, uh, just in general, when you look at it, um, especially now since the last time, I got rid of a few corals, uh, like the softies, for example, and I wanted to go with more SPS, right? So I've got like uh, Paletta Acro in there, I've got that Milka in there. Um, and again, they love the lights, as you can tell, uh, especially this purple milka. It's just growing off the charts. Uh, about two years ago, it was a stick, right? So again, lights, more than happy with, right? Um, as we make our way kind of down into the tank, the rock work is basically the same. Um, I've moved the pyre heads, maybe I've slid, slid them, I should say, back behind the rocks a little more because originally when I produced that first video, basically I had them on the corners and now I have them tucked in behind the rocks a little bit just to make them a little, uh, again, uh, I'll say less noticeable. And again, that's just the, one of those pros and cons, for example, that you get um, when you have the power heads mounted on the bottom, right? Um, Again, I went with the Tunzies. I'm still going with the Tunzies. They're still a great pump. And again, I love how you can hide them and at the same time kind of do that positioning versus kind of some of that linear flow that you get with a lot of the other uh, power heads. 
um, and gyres and all that fun stuff, right? I mean, it may be wide, but it's still straight. Whereas here, you can kind of bust that up by, again, changing the positioning of them and circulation. Um, as far as the corals in the tank themselves, um, basically, as you can see, uh, I got rid of those ones like I had mentioned, and I added two of the stony corals, again, just to kind of give it a different look. I still like the swaying look, right, of the euphelias and the, um, and basically the, you know, I'll say the frog spawn type of corals. Um, haven't added a whole lot there, though I do want to add some, I'll say rose or some red to that kind of patch over there. Um, other than that, didn't add a whole lot. The Montes are growing like crazy, as you can see. And uh, in general, I'm just happy with the corals. Again, I, I'm, I'm viewing this more as a, a place for negative space and more as a picture and how it looks versus individual corals and trying to get the most growth and the most coloration out of them. Because again, it's the tank that I like, not necessarily the specific corals. And uh, so that's the look that I'm going for. And again, it's, uh, it's the joy of this hobby where you can pick and choose what and how you want to do it. It's just something that I like. Okay, so let's go down into the kind of sump area and talk about those changes. Um, not a ton, but still a, a few. And again, remember, my motivation in all this really has been more than anything is to reduce the maintenance, reduce the time I need to spend on the tank. Um, so with that in mind, again, that first chamber is still set to grow macroalgae. Um, I'm still only getting one feed from the overflow into it. Um, I did replace the light, right, from that full-spectrum kind of submersible LED into that uh, red submersible Tunzi LED, basically refugium light. Um, it, it works perfectly. I love the glow at night, actually. I, you can kind of see where I've got the, uh, the light where it's on the back pushing towards the front, right? So again, it's causing basically what's underneath to grow and grow down. Um, and nothing else has changed in there. Um, if you move over to the second chamber, what I did is, you'll see I still have that same Tunzi, I think it's the 9410 um, uh, skimmer on there. But what I did is I kind of positioned the intake so it's basically pulling it directly out of that first chamber. And if I could, I'd probably put it in that first chamber that way it's sucking in the most saturated uh, we'll say you know uh, tank water um, it, the highest concentration of we'll say nutrients etc that way we'd get them out um, but again with this particular sump I don't have that option so it's basically still there but then what I did is I got the intake coming straight from there so I kind of got the best of both worlds um, with that in mind uh, the other thing that I did do is I added that NIOS media reactor. Um, long story more short, I don't run it all the time. Right? So I'll unplug it and run it maybe once every few weeks, like two, three, four weeks, that kind of thing. And I just put carbon in there, right? And it's basically to make sure that I take out any of those yellow, you know, kind of uh, the, the discolored water, right, to basically purify it. So for light penetration, more than anything, not for nutrient control in any way, shape, or form. Right. Again, more for that yellowing, right? So it'll allow that light to come through. Um, you know, as you look at there, I still have the same kind of uh, spheres, those ceramic spheres. 
This video here, you can tell that it's time for my maintenance. I usually do spring and fall maintenance. So you'll see a little dirt down there with salt creep, etc. But again, you still get the idea of what that looks like. Um, and again, I'm still using Miracle Mud at the bottom of there um, to, again, basically remineralize the water. Um, from there, again, it is springtime and I need to basically change out about a third of it. So I'll be doing that in the coming months. But for the most part, that whole kind of, um, we'll say, life support filtration system is working really good. Um, those, you can see those spheres. Basically, I've got them going over to the side where the return pump is. It's the same return pump. Um, nothing special there, right? Basically, uh, it's just going back up. And I think turnover-wise, I may be lucky if I have 10x, you know, 10 to 15x turnover as it relates to going through that sump. Again, circulation, got a lot more obviously with all of the different kind of tunsies, etc., the power heads in there. But for the most part, again, you know, as it's going through there, not tons, right? Um, it basically going slower allows the skimmer to do its job. It allows the uh, you know, the macroalgies to do their job, right? To take those nutrients out of the water. talk a little bit about uh, calcium alkalinity and dosing. Um, I've changed that around a little bit. At first I basically just had a calc stirrer and I would drip that into the tank like you've seen in the previous videos. Um, again, once a week or once every two weeks I'd have to put calc in there and then again kind of do its thing and it worked fine. Um, I did not need a calcium reactor right uh, or to dose anything else. Um, my only issue is I was trying to basically even eliminate it more, right? So what I did now, and this has been going on for the better part of a year, right, is uh, basically I've been taking the calc, and before I go to bed at night, I'll take roughly a you know regular kind of teaspoon, and I'll put it down there. And you measure the amounts, right? You'll you'll see basically if you measure your calcium during the day you know, how much more, how much less to add, but I've been doing that at night, right, before I go to bed, and then in the morning, I'll just sprinkle a little more in there, right, and again, I'm able to keep my calcium and alkalinity at the appropriate levels. Where I got the idea from is many moons ago, like for some of us who have been in the hobby for a while, there was a gentleman by the name of Anthony Kalfa, and uh, what he used to do is he used to call it a calc slurry where he would dose it at night. And, uh, and he used to grow corals, right? He was a coral farming kind of dude who knew his shit. Um, long story made short, though, you know, he hasn't been in it for a while, and I'm like, I bet you that method still works. So experimenting around, uh, ultimately, that's the route I've been going, and it's been going great. Um, I don't have things that are breaking, et cetera. Now, luckily, I am around the tank, right, so I can do that nightly, and if I miss it, no big deal, right? Um, in the end, though, uh, one of the things that I believe will be a detriment to this is as I am sprinkling the, uh, the caulk 
down my overflow, that return pump is sucking that, you know, that really saturated uh, solution up. And I know that it's going to cause that, you know, that pump on the uh, CPR, right, on that overflow to wear out sooner. Haven't seen it yet, but I know that that's got to be one of the kind of reactions there. Another thing is that as you see it coming down, it kind of mixes in that first chamber. Now, it doesn't kill the macroalgaes, which is really interesting, because by the time it gets down there, it's already starting to get diluted. And, um, um, but as it comes across into that second chamber, you can kind of see where, again, the motor from that skimmer, right, has to be getting you know, hit with that saturated solution. And I'm expecting, again, to have more issues with that. But again, for the first year here, uh, I've only had to clean the pump once, and so far, everything has been going good. So, at least as it relates to uh, dosing calcium and alkalinity, it's a nice, simple solution, right? It's not overly complex, and yet I'm able to grow those nice acros, right? And they're grown at a good clip, as well as the, you know, the, the milk in there. So again, and obviously the, uh, the softies, or I shouldn't say softies, but the LPS do just fine. There are no issues there. The one thing that I should say that you have to be careful of, at least if you're doing that, when I, when I put it over the overflow, um, sometimes, you know, your elbow might hit something going up and then something will go in the tank, which we know that'll kill stuff automatically. Um, so you got to be careful with that, right? You have to make sure that if you're doing it, you should probably do it in a safe manner, way better than I'm doing it. But either way, that's how I'm doing it, and I wanted to share at least how it was done and my results so far. And as you can see, they're, they're pretty good so far. You do get some of the caulk sticking everywhere, right? Um, so you'll see that on that overflow as well. But for the most part, again, still fairly happy with how it's be able to keep my calcium and alkalinity up, and while at the same time, basically me not having to futz around underneath the tank. So now as far as dosing the tank with anything else, nothing, right? I still do the roughly one to two gallon water change daily. And again, I have that automated through that Apex system. Um, but for the most part, like I said, I, I don't like to run a lot of things on that apex just because it's technology and technology will fail just will right and uh, so i try to keep all the real life support stuff off of there um, that being said though uh, again as far as anything else that i've got to kind of dose it with i really don't now i say that but let, let, let's step back a little bit so i'm still feeding the hpd which again we know i love the hpd the fish love the I just everybody loves the HPD, right? But what I have also started to do is I'll take reef chili, right? And I'll take amino acids, the ones from Brightwell, and I'll soak ba basically um, that reef chili in amino acids, right? And again, this is once a week kind of thing. And I'll throw that in a tank. So there is a little bit of dosing going on from there. Um, you know, for the most part, not a lot. But at the same time, I still do add that. And, and you can tell, um, for example, in the corals, uh, the greens are greener, the purples are more purple, the orange are more orange, right? I don't know how to describe it, but, you know, the Brightwell aminos do make a difference. Um, so for whatever it's worth, right, that's the only kind of, I'll say, real dosing that I do. Um, and again, as far as the HPD goes, same thing, right? Again, I 
take a big hunk and I just let everybody pick at it. But the one thing that I have done is, and most of you who have purchased the HP do realize this, um, that plastic hanger actually broke one too many times and I'm like, ah, the heck with that, right? Let me come up with a better solution. So <laughs> I had basically that, and I don't really even know what it's called, but when you replace a screen, there's this rubbery kind of um, line, for the lack of a better word, that you tuck down in that holds the screen into a channel. And this is, again, on a screen door kind of thing. I had some of that. I think it's called spline, actually. But I had some of that spline laying around, and I just tied it on to the end of my C-swirl. And for the most part, right, it does a really nice job at, A, not contaminating anything, contaminating anything, sorry, um, but at the same time, it, you know, it goes back and forth and it, it's flexible. It's not as rigid as that, uh, you know, that tubing that I used to use. It works out fairly fine. So if, if that does work good, and again, I, I like to try things for about a year or so. If that does work good, I'll be including that in with anybody who actually gets those, uh, the clips for the HPD. Just because that, that's been a, a huge missing void where I'll send a clip out, but yet, you know, you have to use some kind of homemade device to hang it somewhere. Because again, I, I hate suction cups. I think I've told you many times, I don't like to put my hands in the water because we can contaminate the water column, you know, with whatever you have on your hands, right? So for me, I try to avoid that as much as possible. Don't get me wrong, for here you kind of hook over and, um, you know, you start, you're still touching things. Um, but it minimizes it to some degree. So to that point though, uh, I'm real happy with that, and that, that has changed since the last time as well. So other than that, that's pretty much the changes for that tank tank. Um, I still use the Carebacter, right? Uh, basically, it allows me to only clean the glass three every three, four, five days kind of thing, right? So that's worked out good. Um, the bare bottom has worked out well, meaning with those Tunzi power heads, right, it's blowing all that stuff around, which is really cool, and it keeps solids in suspension until it gets basically sent over into the, uh, into the sump. Um, and, and so that, that works out really well, right? Meaning it's always clean from like debris and stuff like that. So that, that is priceless. The flip side to that, man, I, I really like the clean silicone, right, that basically that comes with a fresh tank, and that has gone to the wayside, right? And so now you kind of have those lines that are, uh, again, basically just kind of grow the algae on them. Um, and, I, you know, I could scrub and scrub and scrub, and I could probably get it off, but the problem is, is I don't want to be mucking around with those seams, especially since I had a leak on the last seam. Um, so for the most part, Bare bottom does a, you know, a real nice job, but that's kind of one of the negatives, at least for me, right? Again, uh, it eliminates the sand, so it's not a nutrient sink, but at the same time, there's a lot of surface bacteria that is also eliminated, right? Um, as well, when you look at it, uh, again, when you have a sand bed, it does a nice job hiding those seams, right? Whereas now, they're kind of wide open, and you kind of see them a lot more, right? Um, but again, like everything, there are pros and cons to each. My, uh, my goal here is to educate you, at least on my experiences, so that way there you can make your own decisions on what you like and what you don't like. Um, other than that, um, for the most part, I think that's pretty much it. The Apex still has 
it's still the old-fashioned Apex, right? I don't know how old that thing is. That's got to be at least a decade old. So that's still running good, and I should knock on wood or some version of it. Um, and, uh, and, and again, from there, I haven't added a whole lot of fish, just some of those corals that I mentioned, and they're doing great. Uh, again, growing like weeds. So as far as changes, not a lot of changes that I'm going to be doing to that tank. Uh, we know I'm going to change that back to something maybe, again, more 3D-ish. I don't know. We'll see, right? But when I see it, I'll know it, and that's when I'll change it. And luckily, I can because I've got that plexiglass that I can take off and on. Um, as far as the dosing with the calc, maybe I'll go to something there. I'm not so sure because, again, dosing the calc is working. Um, so we'll see, right? Um, for now, though, I'm not overly interested in changing anything because it's working. And again, why fix it if it ain't broke? Um, as it relates to the HPD, uh, for those of you who have uh, used it in the past, basically I'm going to be changing up or offering another option. Basically, a lot of individuals have been asking for more of a, I will say, a freezer-based kind of solution. Meaning, rather than making it once every week or two, what they want to do is make it once a month, throw it in the freezer, and then pull the cubes off. So what I'll be doing is I'll be offering, basically, I'll say a packet of HPD that's kind of a freezer packet that all you'll do is you'll add water, mix it up, right, put it in the refrigerator for a half hour or whatever, and then take it out, cut your pieces, and then throw it in the freezer. And then you'll be able to reuse it, meaning you'll take that container, open and close it as needed, and then you'll bust whatever pieces you want off. I was going to go with the packets that are pre-sized, so to speak, um, but the issue that I have with that is then you won't be able to make the size uh, HPD cube that you want because everybody's tank is different. So I kind of like this method better just because A, it's easy to cut, and then B, you can customize it, which is the name of the game for this food, right? So again, uh, HPD users and owners, keep an eye out for that. And uh, as always, great sponsors, right? I mean, look at Top Shelf Aquatics. Man, since they offered that eBay thing, they've got a gazillion <laughs> frags out there that are like really awesome frags that you never find right in your local stores and stuff like that and uh, so either way again great guys honest guys you know give them a chance to earn your business and that goes from premium aquatics to Tunzi to bulk reef supply again holy cow bulk reef supply those educational videos are priceless I mean they put so many out I can never keep up with them but I love how they are all just fact-based right um, again and Premium Aquatics, right? When you look at those educational videos there, same kind of thing. How to use these tools, right, that we have in our aquariums, as well as a real-life example in that tank series, right? So, again, very much uh, great companies. Um, and, you know, especially in this time with COVID, et cetera, they've done so many things with the supply chain, you know, with it being screwed up to make sure that they've got you know, product for you, right, and to make sure that they give back to the hobbyists. And they're doing a really good job at that. So, again, support them if you can. Again, I'm Russ Kickle, and thanks for watching this episode of America.